It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Julian Council, as always. And you can rate, review, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Spotify, also on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts from. You can follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every Friday throughout the rest of the preseason and training camp, I'm going to need your participation for our weekly Friday mailbag here on Locked On Panthers. So make sure to go ahead and do that. You can DM me, you can at me, whatever you got to do to get your questions in. As there's, I'm sure you're going to have plenty of questions as the Carolina Panthers 2021 season is opening up. As the boys are finally back down there in Spartanburg. We'll get into all that. We heard from Matt Rule, uh, Sam Darnold, Scott Fitterer. Christian McCaffrey, Shaq Thompson, Taylor Moulton. So we'll hear some audio from those guys and their perspective heading into camp. Uh, also, we'll have one final conversation about the vaccine. The Carolina Panthers have done a fantastic job about it. There's also been some weird lack of transparency when we're always going to know, come training camp, who's going to be vaccinated and who wasn't based off of the protocols the NFL put out, who's going to be wearing a mask, who's going to be dressing the media. We found that out already, but some guys are still being weird about it. And there's plenty of news and notes going on. Some guys on the pup list who would not be active right away. And then also an update on our conversation yesterday about the Panthers and Deshaun Watson. So without further ado, let's talk about it, man. We are finally here. I'm excited. Panthers today, they're going to start practice um, down in Spartanburg, South Carolina, back in Sparkle City. And so much has changed, if we're being honest. Since the last time we saw the Carolina Panthers, our beloved Cardiac Cats, down there in the upstate of South Carolina on the campus of Wofford College. Think about it. Cam Newton, last time he was there, or last, last the Panthers were there, it was 2019. Cam Newton still a starting quarterback. There's the questions of could he come back from that shoulder injury and be the guy? You had Gerald McCoy who was on the roster, one of the big free agent signings. There's a lot of buzz around this team getting back to the playoffs, hopefully winning the division. Luke Keekley was on the roster. Ron Rivera was still the head coach. Greg Olson was still here. Marty Herney, unfortunately, was still the general manager. Since then, Cam's gone, Luke's gone, Ron's gone, Greg's gone, Marty's gone. I mean, Greg and Luke aren't even playing football. Ron's in Washington, and we'll talk more about him later. Marty's up in Washington, too, and Cam's in New England trying to hold on for dear life as they drafted Mac Jones. Matt Rule comes here now. You got a brand-new quarterback in Sam Darnold, brand-new GM in Scott Fitterer. McCaffrey, still here. Shaq Thompson, still here. Taylor Moten, 
He's still here. He's one of the elder statesmen going into year four, being a, a guy who just got paid. But Matt Rule is excited. He's happy that the Carolina Panthers are down there in Spartanburg. And he's more not just happy about being down there, but that the players wanted to have this training camp experience. I think the fact that our players wanted to do this, you know, our players could have very easily in the, you know, said like, hey, we don't want to do this. The fact that our players wanted to get away from home, not that they wanted to get away from their homes, but they wanted to come together and unite as a team and go through something hard, be in this heat, be in a unique environment, that they wanted to stress themselves. I think that speaks more than anything else. I'm fired up. I'm just, I'm really excited that they're down there, obviously, and a few things. As I said, Matt Rule, Scott Fitterer, Chris McCaffrey, Sam Darnold, Taylor Moten, Shaq Thompson all talked to the media on Tuesday morning as they arrived down there at Wofford College. And it was the first time that we got to hear from Taylor Moten and also hear from Scott Fitterer since the mega deal. Four years, $72 million, $43 million fully guaranteed. Looking over the next five seasons, including this year, with Taylor Moten playing on the franchise tag. Um, eight. $85 million over five years. So the guy's getting buku. He's bought more land down there in the Steel Creek area here in Charlotte, North Carolina. He's already talked about he's going to build a house there. There might be a couple more additions. But Moten said it was a no-brainer for him to re-sign here in Carolina, a place that he wanted to be and a place that he loves. Yeah, the decision came down pretty last minute, but I knew in the back of my mind that you know the Carolinas were wanted to stick around and the deal was wonderful. So, um uh, it was just a, it turned into a no-brainer for me to stick around the Carolinas because, like I said before, I love it here and I'm just excited to be part of something that I think could be special. It was a no-brainer for Moten. It was also, as we had the conversation, should have been a no-brainer for the Carolina Panthers considering what they have in the offensive line and all the question marks entering camp. And Scott Fitter said that he even came down eight minutes to the deadline and gave a little hat tip to the cap expert down here in Carolina, Samir Suleiman. Anytime you get a guy like that, done it's great for the team he does everything the right way he's smart he works hard he's intelligent he's tough you know he, here he is he's on the franchise tag and he goes out to OTAs every single day so that's that's the type of guy you want to pay and get done and I felt really good about it um, it was great working with Taylor he wanted to be here his agent wanted him to be here you know I got to say uh, Samir Suleiman uh, really did a good job during that he got married like during that time they were getting the deal done and he drove across country with his dog, you know, because he was part of the, the in the uh, ceremony. So he was in Arizona. He drove 36 hours straight back to get the deal done. So all the way back, we got the deal done with about eight minutes to go before the deadline. So Samir gets a lot of credit for that. But really, when it comes down to it, uh, Coach Rule really wanted him here. Mr. Tepper wanted him here. And he, he's one of our, our cornerstone players. Now, one of the questions going into training camp Outside of the right tackle, Taylor Moten, you feel comfortable about him. You feel good about John Miller at right guard. Then Matt Paradis. And on the left side, there's going to be questions at left tackle, of course, with Cam Irving left guard right now with Pat Elfline. And the offensive line situation, according to Scott Fitter, is fluid. And there were questions that were asked to Matt Rule, the Fitter, and Moten about potentially seeing Taylor Moten play at left tackle. Moten answered those questions saying he's prepared to play on either side of the offensive line this season. I'm ready for wherever the... Um... The coach puts me, just like my rookie year, you know, coming in. I don't know where they might put me or where they want me, but I'll be as ready as I possibly can be, wherever that may be. So Fitter says the plan right now is to stay at right tackle for Taylor Moten, but he will get some snaps at left. Matt Rule confirmed that, saying he's going to give Moten some reps on that side. He wants to have the best five offensive linemen, period. And that kind of makes me think back to what he said a couple months ago, back in mandatory minicamp, when he said that Brady Christensen, the third-round draft pick, out of BYU, was an All-American left tackle last season, someone I think a lot of people here 
and Panther Nation want to see end up being the starting left tackle for the foreseeable future if that's how it pans out. Or in a scenario, Taylor Moten could be that, and then he could be the right tackle. Matt Rule did say right now he likes um, Brady Christensen on the right side. So could that mean Taylor Moten playing left tackle then Brady Christensen playing right tackle? That could be the best case scenario for the Carolina Panthers. But again, as Scott Fitterer said, the general manager for the Carolina Panthers, it's going to be a fluid situation, and Matt Rule wants to find the best five. And potentially it could mean Brady Christensen playing right tackle and Taylor Moten playing left tackle. But that's why we're down there in Spartanburg. They have time to figure it out before the season starts. And someone who really needs to figure things out here in Carolina in 2021 is Sam Donald, of course. He's going to have all the headlines ending of the season as people are going to wonder, can he resurrect his career after three abysmal seasons in New York where he said as much, the offensive line, was the, they asked him about it, and the offensive line not being good in New York, and he obviously understands that, yes, he needs that for success, but there are no excuses. So all the people who try to make excuses for Sam Darnold, he didn't want to hear it. But the big question for me is, what is his confidence level heading into the season and also what's going to be once he heads into week one against the New York Jets where he said it is a reality TV show. So he kind of chuckled at the NFL planning that as in the first game or scheduling that as the first game of the season for the Carolina Panthers and him at quarterback. This was his comments on his confidence level heading into training camp. Yeah, I'm super confident. Um, I think going into this training camp, I think the the whole idea is just to get better every single day. And that's where my mind's at right now. So um, I've always been confident. I've always had confidence in, in my game and in myself. So um, that's never going to change. I'm just going to continue to learn the offense every single day and and continue to uh, to grow with my teammates. And Darnold's going to be confident because there's also going to be a ton of pressure on him heading into this season. Next year, the Panthers have already picked up his fifth-year option, guaranteeing him $18.8 million, whether he's a Panther or not. He's getting that money, so he has to feel the pressure. He was also asked about the kind of pressure he feels heading into 2021. I mean, it is what you make of it. I think, you know, anyone, you know, outside looking in can say, oh, there's there's pressure on him. He's got to win, all that stuff, which, you know, that's true. Um, but at the end of the day, it's just it's me going out there. It's, it's doing everything, like I just said, that I can do today to get better. And at the end of the day, making smart decisions on the football field and leading my team down the field and scoring touchdowns, that's, you know, that's my job title. So I'm going to do the best that I can to do that. Someone who could take the pressure off of Sam Darnold, of course, is Christian McCaffrey, who is back healthy after missing 13 of 16 games last season with an ankle injury, a shoulder injury, and then a self-inflicted groin injury trying to work his way back towards the end of the season. And someone asked him if there was possibly a silver lining to being injured last season and McCaffrey at first didn't really agree with it, but then kind of thought about it and thought and thought maybe, you know what? I did learn something last season. Um, no, I mean, there's never, a, there's never anything good about, you know, being hurt, but, but actually, yeah, I mean, I think there is, you know, it teaches you a lot for sure. You learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about, um, you know, you kind of are forced to, when you go through adversity to, you know, either, either fold or, or keep going. And, um, you know, I think I think it was tough at first, but man, I learned so much, and uh, you know, have such a big appreciation for this game and what it's given me, and um, you know, we'll never take that for granted. The hope is that McCaffrey's going to be healthy all 17 games. Of course, this offense is much better with him, and you just wonder what they could have done last season when you had Christian, when you had a Curtis Samuel rather, and DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson and Mike Davis, who's now down in Atlanta, go for a thousand yards from scrimmage each with Teddy Bridgewater as the quarterback. Now you enter Sam Darnold and Christian McCaffrey back healthy. Joe Brady in his second year as a play caller here as the OC of the Carolina Panthers. How good could this offense be? I'm very excited to see that. And Chris McCaffrey is also one of the oldest guys on the roster. He's one of the few guys who's been down there 
at training camp in Spartanburg. And he just talked about just enjoying the moment and how the training camp is the best part of the year. Well, it depends. You know, everybody's different and, and everyone needs different things. But I think the biggest thing is, is just to enjoy this, you know. And I think when you when you look at training camp as as a burden, it's not going to be fun. Um, you know, like I said, this is this is the stuff that you'll miss about football. It's the stuff that, you know, when you look back to college, this is the stuff you miss. You know, there's, there's not another time in your life where you get to get, you know, get together with your friends and, and play football and go to meetings and go through these dog days. Um, and so really to enjoy the, enjoy the moment and to not get too hyped for it either, you know. Um, just be in the present and, and that's really it. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB and your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, including sign up bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, promo code locked on. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, so let's do this one final time. The NFL obviously has very strict policies this year as it as it pertains to the COVID-19 pandemic and, of course, the vaccination that is readily available, been tested, it's safe and effective. Yes, I understand that not everyone believes that or agrees with that, but anyone who understands facts knows those are the facts. So let's just do this one final time. And I love the reporting that came out of the Charlotte Observer, and I love what the Carolina Panthers have done. We talked about this last week, that the Panthers were among a couple teams that were over the 85% vaccination rate, which basically gives them herd immunity. And it was reported on Tuesday by the Charlotte Observer that the Carolina Panthers have some of the highest vaccination numbers of any team in the NFL heading into training camp. As of July 26th, Monday, 92% of the players on the Panthers roster had at least partially been vaccinated, meaning they had at least one shot, according to league source from knowledge of the data. That trailed only the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Seattle Seahawks, which had the first and second highest vaccination rates in the league. Across the NFL, 83% of all players have at least one shot. So the majority, the vast majority of the National Football League is vaccinated, or at least in the process, have started the process of being vaccinated. 100% of the staff have been vaccinated. There's been some guys in cases like Minnesota, I think it was an offensive line coach, refused to get vaccinated. He's no longer a part of that coaching staff. And that's his own personal choice, and I understand that. You guys absolutely are right. You have the choice not to get vaccinated, but as we see what's going on right now in our country with the new variants, that choice is obviously impacting us still. But I'm not here to sit on a pedestal on my soapbox and tell y'all you know, what you should do and what you should not do. I'm just here to discuss the Carolina Panthers as it pertains to the vaccine and for what they've done so far, they've done a fantastic job. 
Now, the one thing that was a little weird to me on Tuesday, and again, they're within their right to do this, but when asked about the vaccine and whether they got vaccinated, Sam Darnold, Chris McCaffrey, and Shaq Thompson all decided to say, did not say whether they've been vaccinated or not, which was curious. And this was Sam Darnold again reiterating that it's a personal choice. No, I think for me, I was just making personal decisions the, the whole way. So um, that was pretty much it for me, guys, in terms of getting vaccinated or not. Um, it's It's been a personal decision the whole time. And um, so I just I weighed my options and, and made my decision that way. And I don't disagree with him. Personal choice not to tell you. But it's a little weird when we all know and we all knew heading into training camp that if guys weren't vaccinated, they wouldn't have access to the media. They would have to be wearing masks. They have to wear these wristbands. They would not be able to do the everyday, day-to-day things that the team would want them to do. We knew that. So when Sam Donald and Chris McCaffrey and Shaq Thompson all sat there and talked to the media without a mask on, we could draw our own conclusions that they were vaccinated. So I don't really know why they're acting as if it's some big state secret when we were all going to find out anyway. And I, and I respect the fact that they don't want to answer the question when they're done talking about it. And that's fine. Like Christian really shut it down quickly when Joe Person of The Athletic asked him. And he shut down a lot of Joe's questions. And he actually he felt bad about not answering Joe's questions that day. But still, I get it. They don't want to talk about it. I just felt like it was weird. Particularly when, if you just say, yeah, I've been vaccinated... Then it would have been over. Instead, reporters trying to figure it out because they're trying to understand, like, are these guys just blatantly breaking league rules by talking to the media without a mask on? Obviously not because the Carolina Panthers PR staff, while I don't have many positive things to say about them, um, they're not that inept and that bad at their jobs that they would have these players unmasked talking to the media and in risk of getting fined. That, That would not happen. And also, it's just weird to me, like, Taylor Moulton, when he talked to media, had no problem telling them. Said, yeah, I got vaccinated. Felt it was the best thing for me personally, personally and for my family and protecting them, yada, yada, yada. Scott Fitter said his whole family and himself were vaccinated. Matt Rule had no problem saying it. Of course, the entire coaching staff is. And Matt Rule actually talked about the benefits of the team's high vaccination rate and also not passing judgment on the guys who have still decided to not get vaccinated. Um, guys made decisions, you know. I mean, I... Um... You know, I, I think we provided guys with information. Uh, there is no doubt that being vac- vaccinated helps our team. Um, you know, the more guys that are vaccinated, the, you know, the closer we can be in meetings, the more we can be around each other. Um, but at the end of the day, it's still everyone's personal decision. You know, I mean, so we provided information. We, we made it clear, like, hey, this is best for us to operate. But, you know, you have to, you have to do what you're comfortable with. You know, I'm not here to tell anybody else what to do. And so I think I took that approach. I think, you know, I don't. I don't really spend too much time hearing what people are saying. But Bruce, you know, Bruce had said, you know, people are kind of upset that I said that. Well, we're, we're pretty pretty high up there, so I'm really proud of our guys for getting vaccinated. And the guys who didn't get it, you know what? They, some of those guys have articulated the reasons to me, and I'm good with it. You know what I mean? So I, I worry about me and my family, and 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 you know what? I think that approach has really worked with our guys. And I don't disagree with anything said there. I personally believe everyone should get vaccinated, but it's, of course, everyone's personal choice, especially in the NFL. It's not really much of a choice because your life is going to be hell and you'll be treated like, as a second-class citizen all season long if you don't get it. Cole Beasley, he's a bonehead up there in Buffalo. He doesn't want to listen. He doesn't want to get it. That's fine. I don't feel like we have anyone like that who's been vocally opposed to it here in Carolina. And even dating back to mandatory minicamp, McCaffrey and Sam Darnold never said they didn't want to get the vaccine. It was just a little puzzling 
that like these are supposed to be team leaders and faces of it, especially Darnold, who's had mono and missed time in the NFL because of it. Like why he would even want to potentially that was back then potentially risk it, which apparently he has not. But still, they could have ended this conversation right then and there had they just said, yes, I've been vaccinated. Instead, reporters went chasing after team officials to confirm that the NFL rule who that players who are unvaccinated are required to wear a mask when speaking to the media. So obviously they did not have Taylor Moten or Sam Darnold or Christian McCaffrey or Shaq Thompson speak to the media without being masked or really without being vaccinated. So that's the whole deal. So we can move on from that. I did find something very interesting when it comes to this whole situation. Ron Rivera, the former coach here, of course, of the Carolina Panthers, now up there in Washington with the Washington football team. He opened up about his concerns about his team not getting vaccinated. Because, again, Ron battled cancer. He's immunosuppressed right now. And he talked about, I'm truly frustrated and I'm beyond frustrated. I'm immune deficient. And with this new variant, who knows? So that's this kind of thing right here. We sit here and we talk about personal choice and all that kind of stuff. There's a team in the NFL, the Washington football team, are about 60% vaccinated, the players are. They're putting their coach at risk every day by not getting vaccinated. So that's just the pure selfishness when I look at this. Everyone talks about football being the ultimate team sport and making sacrifices for the guy next to you and not just worrying about yourself. And seemingly there's a lot of guys in this league, I'm not, not, the, not the majority, but there are still guys out in this league who are more concerned about themselves and the team as a whole. And to hear what's going on in Washington, certainly of our former head coach here in Carolina, Ron Rivera, is certainly uh, can be a little maddening and kind of gets you a little pissed off just considering the fact that like this man is going through a cancer battle and is battling it last year and his team who've been given all the information in the world that they need. And you got guys like Montez Sweat saying, you know, I'm not going to treat COVID until I got, get COVID. It's like, that's okay, whatever, buddy. But not our problem here in Carolina, of course, as the Carolina Panthers have done a fantastic job. And again, last time we're going to talk about this, because basically the entire team is vaccinated. And unless there's some sort of breakthrough um, infections, which means you've been vaccinated, you still got COVID, the Carolina Panthers should have no issues with the COVID-19 pandemic like they did not have last year which really hat tip for a lot of these guys. I mean, they had a small issue there, but not really anything like the Baltimore Ravens or Pittsburgh Steelers and Tennessee Titans as teams last season had during 2020. So again, final conversation about the vaccine, and we're going to stick strictly to football. Of course, unless there's some sort of breakthrough um, infections, and then the team gets in a bad situation, but I don't really see that happening considering the amount of guys that are vaccinated within the organization. All right, quick pause, and we'll talk about more notes, including an update on whether the Carolina Panthers are interested in Deshaun Watson. I've told you once, I've told you twice, I've told you time and time again, Built Bar is by far the best tasting protein bar ever. Did you know Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor, and whenever you talk to anyone like me, Who's a fan of Built Bar? They're definitely passionate about their favorite flavors. Like mine, I'm a big fan of mint brownie. I'm also a big fan of the eight other flavors you have out there in coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There is something for everyone. They're soft and easy to choose and 100% covered in chocolate. And great things about Built Bar too. If you can't make up your mind, if you're someone who just goes to the store, and looks around like, oh, I don't know if I want this flavor or that flavor. Especially, say you're looking at ice cream. You can't figure out what kind of flavor of ice cream you want. You can't figure out what flavor Built Bar you want. Well, you're in luck. You can get a mix box. Which means that you get two of each of the nine flavors. That's 18 Built Bars. That's two coconuts, two coconut almonds, two cherries, two raspberries, two mint brownies. 
two of each flavor in one box. How incredible is that? Well, it's also incredible at the fact that Bilt Bars are healthy. Most flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. Go to BiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BiltBar.com. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes... It's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. So I did say a minute ago the Carolina Panthers uh, should not be affected by uh, COVID this year. I, I was a little wrong. A few pair of roster moves to open up camp. Outside linebacker, former New York Jet, Frankie Luvu, has actually been placed on the COVID reserve list right now. So hopefully he'll be back with the Carolina Panthers soon. I'm not aware of whether he's vaccinated or not. That's information that they're not going to share with us. But again, 92% of the team has been vaccinated. And then there's a couple of holdouts there. I'm not saying that Frankie Lube was one of those guys. So we talk about breakthrough infections. It happens. So hopefully he's going to be healthy and be able to come back shortly. Also, safety, Lano Hill, a guy they signed in free agency, played in Seattle back when Scott Fitter was there. He has an injured foot. So he's currently on the pup list, physically unable to perform. But he's also, he's active. So he's on the active pup list, meaning they can bring him back very soon and Scott Fitter has said as much as he believes that he should be back shortly and that's a position of need especially at safety we've talked about it Jeremy Chen feel good about him Justin Burris for the most part feel good about him after he started a bunch of games last season but behind that you got guys like Lano Hill you got Kenny Robinson who didn't make the 53-man roster initially last season Sam Franklin who stepped in during Burris's absence and Miles Hartsfield not a ton of great safety options back there for the Carolina Panthers. Passes two starters, or at least the two presumed starters in Jeremy Chen and Justin Burris. So going to need Lano Hill to get back and be ready to go as soon as possible. Head coach Matt Rule also mentioned that all players who were limited near the end of OTAs, Cam Irving, Trent Scott, Troy Pride, should all be ready to practice this morning on Wednesday and should be good to go at training camp. So for the most part, outside of Frankie Luva and Lano Hill, two guys who really aren't considered to be uh, primetime players, obviously, for the Carolina Panthers. Two role players and one guy, Leno Hill, we're not even sure he's going to make the 53-man roster. Uh, two guys, they're going to be out, but the rest of everyone else on the roster should be fine. A few other things. Joey Sly. Uh, there was conversations about the fact that the Carolina Panthers, they got 90 guys here in Spartanburg. And 
Every position has competition except for one, and it's the kicker position, Joey Sly. I've said time and time again, Matt Rule has shown more confidence in Joey Sly than any other player on the Carolina Panthers roster in his short tenure here in Charlotte. And it's a joke, and it, it's not, I'm not saying it's necessarily true, but you look at the amount of kicks he sent him out there last year, especially the ones that would be record-breaking kicks in the NFL, it was nuts. But Joey Sly talked to sports psychologists this past offseason and is hoping to be ready to go this season and be the kicker. And Scott Fitter mentioned that he brought in kickers back in the spring to go compete against uh, Joey Sly back during OTA's mandatory minicamp, and none of those guys were able to beat him out. And he liked how Joey performed during that voluntary session in the mandatory minicamp. So kudos to him. And obviously, for the sake of the Carolina Panthers, also for Joey Sly, most importantly, because as an individual, you want to see those guys succeed. Let's hope that he is ready to go and be the guy, the kicker here in Carolina for the long term um, in season three for him in the National Football League. That number four, as you know, John Casey was a fantastic kicker here in Carolina for a long time. Y'all can say whatever you want to say about Graham Gano, but you saw what he did last year with the New York Giants. He was a pretty good kicker here in Carolina as well. So the Carolina Panthers, for the majority of their history, have not had many issues when it comes to the kicking position. But the last two seasons, with Gano out and having Joey Sly start the last two seasons, they have had issues. So hopefully for Joey Sly, and confidence is a very important for a kicker. Hopefully for Joey Sly, he gets things figured out. Now, we spent a lot of time yesterday talking about Deshaun Watson, the the Houston Texans are now open to trading him as Deshaun Watson decided to avoid the $50,000 per day fine by not holding out at Houston Texans training camp and making it even more awkward for the team to try and find a way out. There's been reports that they want at least three first-round picks and then additional high-round picks or starting caliber players, which is a lot the Houston Texans' perspective is this is a guy who's going to be your starting franchise quarterback for the next 10 seasons. Of course, as long as you keep him happy and he stays healthy and if he's able to play. And the NFL came out and said that right now, yes, they are still investigating what's going on, but there's no reason for Deshaun Watson to miss any activities as of right now. But still, as I said yesterday, the Carolina Panthers just need to stick with Sam Darnold for now and then wait and see for that, that uh, situation legally to play out for Deshaun Watson. 22. 22. Different lawsuits against the guy right now. It's going to be a long time, I feel like, before this stuff is figured out. I'm not a lawyer, but as we've seen, it's already been months since this was announced and no resolution. And I can't imagine there's going to be a resolution next week or the week after that or even next month. So we have a long way to go. Scott Fitterer, who said he'd been in on every deal, and a reporter asked him about it, said he's focused on the guys who are here right now in Spartanburg. Yeah, we're focused on the guys that are here right now. Um you know we're gonna get we're gonna get Sam and all of our guys ready to play. It's not we're not focused on players on another team. We're just focused on the guys here. The correct answer, and that's really the focus in what it should be. You got Sam Donald here. Give the guy a fighting chance. He should have a fighting chance for the first time in his entire NFL career. I'm again, I'm not necessarily that high on Donald in any of the season, just because you look at what guys who have put who have produced the way he has produced in the NFL, uh, they really have not ever been able to get to a level. That makes you comfortable with him as a starting quarterback. Not saying it's not possible. Not saying Sam Darnold can't do that. I expect him to be a lot better than he was in New York. But what will that really look like? And will that be good enough for the Carolina Panthers to think that he is the guy moving forward? One last thing before we get out of here. Denzel Perryman shows up to training camp in his car, wearing his helmet, ready to go. Goes to the media, shows him that he got a speeding ticket on I-85 South heading towards Spartanburg, going 91 miles per hour. 
if anyone's driven through that stretch, especially where you get towards Spartanburg in the upstate, in the, inter, in the interchange that takes you to I-26 headed uh, up to Asheville, uh, I don't, there's a lot of construction. So I'm just trying to figure out how the hell did this guy go 91 miles per hour on I-85 South? I don't care what time of day it was. That has been a complete hellscape when it comes to construction on the highway in my entire life living in this region and driving down there to go to Atlanta or go down to Greenville, Spartanburg area. I have never not seen there be construction in a construction zone, a work zone where it's like 55 miles per hour and all that kind of stuff. I I can't remember a time. So I'm just trying to figure out how in the world Denzel Perryman was able to drive that fast. I'm just glad that it's not a situation like a couple years ago when Brian Cox Jr. was speeding coming back from training camp. And then got pop of possession. At least that didn't happen. Denzel Perryman. Excited he's here in Carolina. Obviously an upgrade from number 52 last year to hear Whitehead. But buddy, slow down. Like that is not a safe area to be going 91 or going like really anywhere that crazy above the speed limit at all. So please, like, settle down. We need you this season. <laughs> Goodness gracious. All right, that wraps up another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Again, rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts from. Follow me on Twitter at Julian Council. Friday, going to need your questions. Come bring them in. Bring them all right now. DM me, at me. Don't get crazy, but bring in your questions. I know you're going to have plenty of them as Carolina Panthers. Today, this morning, they're back at camp here on a Wednesday, so let's get it. Answer, ask me whatever questions you got, and I'll answer them on Friday throughout training camp, throughout the preseason, and then once we get into the season, maybe switch up the days of right now, weekly Friday mailbag, get in your questions now. Thanks so much for your support, guys. I will talk to you tomorrow. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.